This is One in 54, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. One in 54 is a weekly show devoted to topics related to autism spectrum disorder. Good morning and welcome to One in 54, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and this morning I am honored and thrilled to have two Anderson moms with me on the show, Jackie Mandel and Barbara Catone. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Good morning. It's really great to have you here. We've known each other a long time and um, haven't seen each other in person in quite a while, but it's really nice to see your faces on Zoom this morning. And again, um, appreciate you very much taking the time out of your schedules to talk with me about, I guess today would be sort of um, your experiences and and, uh, life as an Anderson parent in addition to all the other roles that you play in your uh, in your whole life. <laughs> but we're gonna focus on Anderson today and um, your children who are here with us. So Jackie, I'm gonna start with you and ask you just to um, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about um, you know, your child, where he is, how long you've been with Anderson, that kind of stuff. Sure, uh, my name is Jackie Mandel. Uh, we live in Port Washington, Long Island, which is Nassau County. Uh, My son, Jonathan Mandel, has been at Anderson since uh, September 2016, so we're coming up on five years. Um, He lives in the Holly House. Uh, Our experience at Anderson has been nothing short of magnificent. Um, (laughs) And his experience there, if he could verbalize it, I'm sure would be the same. Um, He would have the same sentiments. Uh, He's a happy, great kid. And uh, as I said, we couldn't have been happier uh, with Jonathan's, uh, you know, with Jonathan and being there. We, we also have a younger daughter and for our, for our family dynamic, although Jonathan was not a behavioral issue, we didn't have any behavioral issues with Jonathan. We really were looking for the next steps um, in his life. And uh, we realized that Anderson would be a great mix, would be great for him and also great for our family in moving forward. Thank you for that. I will add that Jonathan has one of the sweetest smiles I think I've ever seen (laughs) um, accompanied by just freckles and adorableness. And um, I'm sure he wouldn't appreciate me calling him adorable because he's, he's, uh, he's older than he was when he first got here, but every time I see a picture of him, he makes me smile. So thank Thank you, Jackie. Uh, Barbara, Barbara, why don't you uh, introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about you and your family. Hey, I'm, I'm Barbara Catone. My son is Kelton. We've been at Anderson for five years, I think, at this point. Um, Kelton is now 23, and he is an adult. So he is actually, we're so excited, but he is moving up to the adult IRA. Um, So he's in the transition period of adulthood. So we had the experience of being... um, graduating from Anderson, going on the campus, and then now go, we're graduating into an Iowa. So we're so excited about the future and moving forward. That's great to know. Thank you, Barbara. And I can't believe Kelton is 23. Wow. Yeah. Um, time does fly. So um, just for clarity's sake, most people listening to this podcast probably at this point have heard us refer to IRAs. Um, I will just define that for anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about. And IRA is, it stands for Individualized Residential Alternative, which is not the most warm and fuzzy way of saying something that is very warm and fuzzy, especially at Anderson, which is our adult group homes. And um, so excited to hear that Kelton is moving 
into his. These are adult group homes that are designed and run to be sort of the long-term forever home for an adult when a child leaves um, leaves the children's campus or when a, when a graduate leaves the student's campus. So thank you for that um, introduction, ladies. Today, um, I wanted to focus on just exploring kind of your... Um, your experiences being a parent at Anderson. Um, Anderson has been around for almost 100 years now. It was founded in 1924. We have always served children with some type of special need. So I think over the decades, honestly, there have been um, families on this campus and, and connected to the Anderson name for, for as long as it's been in existence because it's always been a school. Um, Jackie, if you can bring us back to sort of what spoke to you and, and maybe what speaks to you, even if it's two different things now, um, about what makes it, uh, what makes you feel good or maybe even proud of being uh, an, part of the Anderson family partners group and also part of just the Anderson community as a parent? Well, quite honestly, we were recommended to Anderson by um, uh, a student, uh, one of your former students' families, and uh, she spoke glowingly of Anderson. Uh, from there, I you know, said to my husband, we should start thinking about this. He was a little more on board than I was at that particular moment. However, we decided to start the process. And uh, I, remember, I remember we came up to Anderson on a, on a, a mid-May day and we brought Jonathan with us and we toured the campus with Tracy, uh, Tracy Shorber. And yep. uh, we felt very, very much at home. Um, it was, uh, and so did Jonathan, although Jonathan feels at home most places, but he was very comfortable there. And as a result, we were very comfortable. And we really started the process from there. Um, you know, from there, I, you know, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know how he'd react, how we would be. We're two hours away uh, with no traffic. So, you know, it's a, 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 for a car ride. And I, I wasn't sure how that's, this would work for us. However, it's been in, as I said, nothing short of magnificent. Um, the, the thing that uh, has really struck me is the level of caring and understanding and the, the quality of the staff that Anderson employs. Um, the people, the people that work there pre-pandemic and post during the pandemic, pre-pandemic, during the pandemic mm -hmm. and post-pandemic mm -hmm. are nothing short of wonderful. They really, really are. They, it's a second family for us and for my son. That's beautifully said. Thank you, Jackie. Um, also, I know that in addition to, to what you discussed, you've gotten engaged. We talk at Anderson a lot about engagement, family engagement. Uh, what we mean by that is, is, is as much participation and partnership and collaboration around your child and the person that we're providing services to and caring for um, in, in a connected way. Um, one of the things, two of the things that I know you did, Jackie, is you've gotten involved with us in the development office regarding helping us find uh, and identify some grant opportunities, external grant opportunities. And you also ended up being featured, your whole family was featured in this amazing <laughs> video from, um, I think it's called Northwell Health, correct? Northwell Health, yes. Several yes. years back, which um, I remember seeing that finished product and it brought tears to my eyes because it I learned things about you and your family and your home community that I didn't know beforehand. And it also um, just hearing the way you and others sort of referenced and talked about your experiences at Anderson was really heartwarming. Um, specifically about those two things that you've done that I would certainly put in the category of, of high levels of engagement. Um, do, do you enjoy that? Did, were you motivated to do that by seeing some things that other families were doing? Or was it just, was it sort of you taking something that you 
cared about and and were already connected to and finding a way to bring that in a positive way to Anderson? I think it was more the latter, to be honest. I always feel that you have to really think outside of the box. And, you know, certainly, you know, as a mother of a child with autism and, and a whole surrounding family around me and my, and the community, I live in a very supportive community as well. It's very, it's very important to get the community engaged. And it's, it's important to look outside of our own small world. And it's great to, you know, although it's great to ask for donation money, you know, can you help us, you know, to your family and friends, that well does run dry after a while. And it's important to, in my my view, it's very important to engage the community so they have a deep understanding of what everyone struggles, you know, what, what other struggles might be. And when you engage the community, you find people that are willing to do good things as a result. Now, you talked about the video with Northwell Health. I just happened to be friends with someone who um, is a film editor who, who, who works there. And she reached out to me for Autism Awareness Month. And she said, we'd like to do an article about you. After speaking with her, she said, you know what? This is great. We're going to turn this into a video. And that's when I got Anderson involved. And I felt that this would only raise the profile of Anderson to people here on Long Island and to the Northwell Health community that you might not have already had access to. Yeah. Addition- and additionally, with, with, with the grant writing, as I said, I think there's only so many times you can go to the same people to the same well and ask for money. Increasing Anderson's status within the philanthropic world, I think will only help Anderson, not just today, but for future endeavors, like you know the autism supportive communities that the autism supportive community that you have with Rhinebeck. That mm-hmm. is a result of the grants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, the payoff for both of those, um, I would call it engagement. Is also there's another term for it, which is personal capital, where you're comfortable um, making an introduction between Anderson and a, a friend of yours who just happens to be, you know, in that role with Northwell Health. I mean, um, that's that's something that we encourage all families to consider. And I think you said it really beautifully about having to think outside the box. Um, some people sort of say, well, I'd love to be engaged but I don't have anything really to offer. Um, I think if people give it a little more thought, they probably do. They may not even realize it, but engaging one's community um, sometimes leads to those connections that you didn't even know you had until you uh, put it out there. So, and honestly, um, yeah. I, I go to the Rhinebeck when I whenever I go to the Rhinebeck Farmers Market pre-pandemic. Yeah. I would take Jonathan with me, and we would walk up and down and see each vendor and say, "This is my kid. He's at the Anderson Center for Autism. Yeah. Do you have any transitional opportunities for him, or do you have any op- employment, op- vocational opportunities for him?" And everyone else at Anderson, and I get them in touch with Anderson. Yeah, yeah. The way it has to be done, I think. Well, we appreciate that very much. I think that's a model for that type of engagement. And um, Jackie Mandel, really appreciate all that you shared today and all that you do. We are already halfway through our podcast. So we're going to take a really quick break for um, uh, everybody to catch their breath. And then Barbara, just giving you a heads up, the spotlight's on you next. So get ready (laughs) to tell your story. And we're going to delve into some details of Anderson Family Partners, your experience, um, both as a member of Anderson Family Partners. You showed up to your first meeting, I think, just a couple days after dropping Kelton off here. Um, I remember that day well. And and uh, what's happened since then, because um, you've, you've, uh, you've gotten quite more involved <laughs> than that first couple of days. So this is 1 in 54, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and we'll be right back. You've heard it said, he's a diamond in the rough, or maybe diamonds are forever. Here's something else I've learned about diamonds. 
They're just pieces of coal put under pressure for a long, long, long time. So when I start feeling like I want to give up, I think about that little piece of coal. And if that piece of coal can make something of itself by not giving up, so can I. Persistence is in you. Pass it on. From PassItOn.com. And now, 1 in 54 continues on 100.7 WHUD. This is a weekly community affairs program presented by the Anderson Center for Autism. Welcome back to 1 in 54, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski from uh, Anderson Center for Autism, and I am talking this morning with Jackie Mandel and Barbara Catone, two Anderson moms who are taking the time out of their busy schedules today to talk with me and to share with you all um, their experiences as Anderson parents and talking about some of the really cool and also natural ways, sort of organic ways to um, to involve your home communities and deepen your engagement with Anderson over the years. So we, we heard a lot from Jackie in the first half of the show. I'm going to throw it to Barbara now and ask you to talk to us about um, both your experiences as a parent. I know you're going through a big transition right now as Kelton moves into his adult home, but also Anderson Family Partners, which you have gotten very involved in uh, since arriving. So Barbara, start wherever you want. We'll go with you. Well, I think AFP was definitely a lifeline for any parent, especially when you first enter into the campus. And if it's your experience to dropping off your loved one in a residential setting, um, we were so embraced by the AFP and the members and even forging forward to, to the friendships and the connections we'd made throughout the years being a part of the AFP. Um, that was a great opportunity. Um, and again, they gave, AFP gives you so many opportunities to, to grow within the Anderson family and the community, both on campus and giving you resources to engage outside in the community surrounding Anderson. And as Jackie put it, like the autism uh, supportive communities and uh, we're building outside within our own home campus, but in our communities where, where our children go to school. Um, mm -hmm. We are fortunate. We do live on the east end of Long Island. And um, so I really try to build both communities up where my son lives and grew up and then is currently living. So we just had a great opportunity uh, with one of the fundraisers, and it was a third-party fundraiser through AFP, which was uh, Abby's Pajama Day. Yeah. And I went to my home school, reached out to them, and they supported Kelton, knowing Kelton, even though he was a graduate, it was all done on behalf of Kelton and Autism Awareness Month. And they, with that third fundraiser from AFP, we raised almost a thousand dollars from eSquad and that was not, that was going up to his new community. So that right. was really great in those connections. Um, yeah, Abby's Pajama Day is a great example of what um, what's happened over the years that Anderson Family Partners has been in existence, which is this is a third party fundraiser that it was it was really the first one that was ever led by the sibling of a student at Anderson, as opposed to the parents or grandparents, extended family of, of a student or adult. Um, and Abby started when she was in seventh grade and she is now, I believe, a junior um, in high school or, or going to be a junior. And this year, I can just say that uh, over 
over every year, more people have done what you did, Barbara, and, and said, you know, it doesn't have to just be the school she's the district she's in. It can also be the, the school districts around Anderson, which we've reached out to, as well as other families reaching out to their home districts. Um, this fundraiser this year raised seventeen thousand yeah. um, dollars, which is enormously successful. And um, and I agree. I think the I think one of the first things that happened to Abby that kept her motivated uh, when she was young and a little shy and, you know, sort of getting up in front of AFP, she came to a meeting and shook the the hand of the CEO and um, and everybody clapped for her. And I think that that's always stuck with her, that that she made a difference for yeah. everybody sitting in that room, as well as um, everybody at Anderson. So so I'm glad you brought that up. I'm going to I'm going to ask you a very pointed question because I want to make sure we cover um, your role as an officer of AFP. AFP is considered a sort of subset of the Anderson Foundation for Autism Board of Trustees. And so with that, there's some structure around AFP, which includes some bylaws as well as officer positions that have different term limits. You are currently the vice president of AFP. Yes. Um, and there is a president, there is a vice president, there is a secretary, there is a treasurer, and then there's an officer at large. So can you talk to us about um, like what led you to, to this role as vice president? And then maybe talk a little bit about what it's like and what is motivating for you about it, Barbara? Why would you think, say, somebody else should have it on their, on their um, to-do list to become a, an officer of AFP in their future? Well, um, I we started out again joining the AFP, and they also have subcommittees, which you can be a part of. So that's how I started being in the advocacy subcommittee, mm-hmm. which then led me to be the secretary, and now I'm the vice president. So um, all of these things are, were growing for me, as, as well as I watched my son grow, I grew in volunteering, and I used my skill set and my hobbies um, to enrich my son's school, the loved ones, and the community that we support. Uh, as far as the being the vice president, I think it was a great um, it, it is a great opportunity to engage with other parents, to engage with your school, to make changes, positive changes. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going through something, you can get the experience of getting other parents together and you can all have good adventures, um, taking the good and the bad uh, through your journey. Um, I definitely feel that um, we've watched improvements um, on campus. We've raised mm-hmm. money on campus. Um, I've made really wonderful friends through the AFP. Um, we have done great fundraisers. Um, Volunteering is something that, in on a personal note, I feel is something very positive. Um, I, for me, I love. Um, I just think it's very valuable, and it's a valuable um, experience mm-hmm. um, to to give back and you know to leave almost a legacy of what did the Catones do as they went through the campus. Because as we improve the school, that is left for for the future to come through. That's awesome. I, I love that um, comment about the lasting legacy that you're able to leave when you're uh, a really involved, engaged member of, of Anderson Family Partners and potentially an officer also. What strikes me, because I've, I've had the pleasure of, of being connected as sort of a liaison to AFP for, for many years. So I, 
um, get to participate in in most of your meetings and respond. And I, it, it, it's been an amazing opportunity for me to feel more connected to all the families um, and, and to try to help um, when I can in terms of answering questions or just being sort of a sounding board for things. Let's say just for a second, Barbara, that I'm I'm a I'm a parent who wants all that, wants what, what you just talked about, the sense of volunteerism, the connection to the organization, the impact of seeing changes that's maybe started as discussions in Anderson Family Partners meetings. But I don't know that I could fill your shoes. I'm not sure that I'm exactly the same as you in terms of my approach or maybe my skill set or my hobby. Does every officer need to have the same experience or skill set or or is it is it okay to just kind of put yourself out there for an officer's position based on your interest in in just a different level of engagement? I, I think it's a great opportunity because not everybody has the same thought process or the same skill set. So within changing positions yearly, it affords somebody else the opportunities to give their impact, their point of view, express they, what what they feel might be needed, not needed. And that's how you grow. That's how you learn. And for me, I find that um, I might have a certain way of thinking and uh, Katie has a certain way of thinking and Andrea and Victoria and Tim, and we all came together and, you know, we raised it. But I want to go back to our beginning of the AFP, the, the founders, the, the parents who, who, who were the, you know, they started this mission yeah. together, Tandra and Jeannie and Sue, they, these are parents who really forged the way for us to say, hey, listen, let's make a difference. Let's be more engaged. Right. Let, let, let's all come together and support each other in a meaningful way. Right. And, uh, you know, th- that's just, that's a valuable thing for any parent coming through a school to get to know your school better, to find the opportunities to help them grow. And not everybody can do certain things um, and give so much time, not so much time. There's, you have different phases in your life. But at Anderson, no little deed is too little. Well said, Barbara. And I, I appreciate you bringing up the founders of AFP because I know that that group um, continues to have a huge sense of pride and, um, and real um, personal appreciation for the fact that the continuation of the work of AFP, um, because that was a main reason why they did it, was to, to develop yeah. that lasting legacy of parent engagement and involvement and also support of each other, advocacy, fundraising, the, the main um, areas of focus for Anderson Family Partners. Um, I told you, ladies, that this would go fast, and it has. <laughs> so we're just about done. Um, just shooting it back to Jackie real quick. Do you have any parting words, Jackie, for our, our listeners about anything you just you know feel feel that you didn't get a chance to say that you'd like to share? Um, generally speaking, you know, uh, I, I think that anyone that is considering a residential placement for their child should strongly consider Anderson. Um, I, as I said, we cannot say enough about the staff. And one thing I do want to point out is that what we love about the staff is that they speak to my child as they speak to my son as if he is their peer as if he is there, as, 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 as if he doesn't have autism. And that, I think, was difficult to find, you know, um, that's difficult to find. Many people don't do that. And uh, I, I really, really uh, love that. And I, I appreciate that. And I, I, I'm sure he does as well. That's great to hear. That's great to hear. That warms my heart, Jackie. Thank you. Barbara, any last words? 
Um, for me, I again, if you're a new parent starting out um, or you're searching for a school, they really um, autism. It, it's in their it's in their name. It's in their mission, and we're 100 on autism page, so they're current in that. And um, as far as the staffing. Um, they really have behaviors, uh, behavior staffing in residential, in their homes, as well as in the schools. So they are the up and coming and really almost number one in the country for autism. So I definitely hand, you know, I'm a fan. <laughs> we appreciate that. And we all are fans of all of the Anderson parents because of your engagement, because of your willingness to share your stories, ask your questions, uh, advocate, um, you know, advocate for change within the field um, and also within the Anderson community. We just we just applaud you and all of your family members and your other children who are also a part of the Anderson community. And, and so thank you both um, very much for your time this morning. And I just want to uh, say that this is one in 54, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski. And remember, Anderson cares. You've been listening to One in 54, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. Join us for another edition of the show at the same time next week. 